Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to this episode. On this episode, we are reviewing Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight from Netflix. Our summit to scream about is a good one. It's our top favourite three crushes in horror. And our movie from the vault is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, mate. You know... Not much has been going on this last couple of weeks. Um, what, not in a horror aspect, really. It's Christmas. I've been watching lots of Christmas movies, so mm-hmm. not, so you know, a bit more happier. I'm, I'm put Gremlins on yet, though. Not yet. You don't want to blow your load too early. No, no, no. But I did try and sit down and watch um, a movie that I mentioned that was on Shudder called Lizzie. Um, uh, I got through about the first half an hour and I had to switch it off. Really? So, well, it just was a bit boring. So I might, I might have to get, I might have to be persevere a little bit. That takes a lot for you to switch a movie off, man. It was a little bit bad. It was a little bit dry. <laughs> Nothing really much going on. So I'm, I'm, and it's a bit, it's a bit, um, you know, uh, it's a bit period for me. Oh, right. Okay. So. I don't, I'm not really sure of it yet. So I might, I might, if I get time, I might try and get myself for it. Because the calibre of actors, you know, Kurt, Kristen Stewart and Chloe Savini, I might have to give it a go. Okay. Cool. What about you? What have you been up to? Not much. I haven't watched really much horror. Um, again, it's just been kind of watching a few things on TV, really. A bit, bit of TV here and there, but nothing really horror related is been a bit dry and, and there are loads of things i've still got to watch it's just getting the time isn't it um but yeah not been really not much horror on the horizon at the moment well, i've got a few i've got a few on my list that i might get watched in the next couple of weeks because shudder's got a couple of out um which would go on to the you know which i said to last time a film called blood vessel yeah looks fucking stupid and interesting uh, but if we get on to some news now you know. Yeah, let's let's do some news. news. Alright, what you got? What you got, mate? I'll let you go first. Do you want me to rattle through my news stuff? Or do, it. do you want to go one for one? You rattle through, man. I'll rattle through. Okay, first bit of big news for Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. We now have a YouTube channel. Whoa! Mind blown, yeah. I'm really sorry to put this on you guys, but we now have a YouTube channel. No, um we thought we'd do a little new YouTube channel just to kind of put it out there if people do want to listen to us on youtube uh the last three episodes are now on there and the rest will be coming up soon and we also do a few like there'll be a few like unboxing videos on there there's going to be some videos fe- featuring paul soon we're going to get some a bit of content on there can't promise you loads and loads but we'll try and put some content on there as much as we can and that that's just search us as draw one last breath horror podcast and you'll find us there Come and subscribe if you can and like our videos. It'd be really, really cool. Anyway, on some even more pressing news. NECA have finally released pictures of the new Victor Crowley figure. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. 
Christmas so round the corner. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it ain't coming out till January 2021, apparently. Oh, shit. Yeah, but but it's cool. It's NECA really, really doing some really good, like, figures at the moment. The the, the faces and stuff are looking really, really good. But he, he looks quality, and he comes with, like, his overalls and everything and his mashed-up face. They've done a really good job of him. So you can go, I think you can go pre-order that in a few places now. So I lied a little bit. I have watched something this week. And it's kind of horror-related in a loose kind of way. So, now you're a big fan, Paul, aren't you, of Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Oh, I fucking know it. Yeah. This podcast is a fan. Brilliant. Yeah. Wow. I was watching a little new thing that dropped on Netflix the other day that my kids were like, oh, I want to watch this, I want to watch this. And it's called um, Alien Xmas. And it's by the guys. Who's, who's, who's that by, Matt? <laughs> it's, by, it's by the guys that did Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, the, 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 the Cheerdos brothers. brothers. Yeah. Um, Steve, Stephen Cheerdos uh, has done the, the story, apparently. Um, and it's, it's from their book. And it's now a stop go motion, um, little 40 minute kind of movie. And it's actually really cool. It's like really kind of like you can tell that it's by the makers from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Not because it's really cheesy, just because it's quite heartfelt and there's just things in there that you know. If you've seen some of the extras from their disc, you'll know that it's totally them because it's all that stop-go motion stuff. But it's actually really, really cool and my kids loved it. So for anybody who's got kids out there or just want to check it out, it's on Netflix right now. It just dropped. So it's on the front page as well. So Yeah, no, I saw that. Yeah. And to add to that, they, they opened up the uh, book again and, you know, they keep you know trying to uh get the killer clowns from outer space sequel yeah done but we shall see you know only time will tell um last kind of bit of news really is a gremlins free update i don't know if you saw this in the news this week bit disappointing update i thought but go on (laughs) yeah i mean at the moment um it looks like uh, Chris Columbus has, has penned the script. It's all ready to go, but there's, there's there's some rights issues falling into play yet again. But they said he said if he gets to go ahead and do, do it, it will definitely be puppets and not much CGI at all involved, uh, which is great to hear. Just hopefully it gets these rights issues sorted. I'm sure it will um, eventually. But we have got the Gremlins' secret of the. Mogwai animated series coming out soon, so at least that's something to keep us going until Gremlins Free is finally sorted. Fingers crossed. But that's all I got, bud. What what you got? Well, there's a couple of bits um, that are coming up. We've talked about the stand in the last couple of months, and obviously that's um, ramping up and to be a release date. So I've got a bit of a release date now. Um, so it's the 17th of December that it's out. Um, still don't know what it's dropping on though. So don't know if you know. All I can see at the moment is that it's, it's landing on the uh, 17th. So I don't know if it's like um, HBO Max or not. I haven't got a clue. But there you go. Look out for uh, look out for the stand. There's a nice little poster as well where I guess it's like um, Randall, like uh, Flag is standing opposite, I think, the five. I think that's got to be Mother Other Girl and then the four around him, uh, around her. So that should be good. Yeah, mate, I'm looking forward to that one. If we, when we get to see it, I will definitely be seeking that one out. Fingers crossed. 
Yeah, uh, another little um, update for Freaky, which is absolutely smashing it over in America at the moment. Mm, um, it's only top of the box office charts for the second weekend in a row, but what does that mean in this lovely world? But it is coming to premium VOD either at the end of November or the start of December. Um, and we they have got a firm date. It's you know, it's it's December fourth. It should reach a premium VOD platform. I have seen that Amazon is on that list. So let's fingers crossed that could be our next review because that'd be an awesome one just before we'll Christmas. Watch this space. Mm, looking forward to that one. Um, and there was another release that I was, thought was worth talking about on Shudder. Uh, porno. Do you remember? Yeah, Right, best last year, was it? I think it's last year, yeah. Yeah, um, the last one we went to, physical. Oh, yeah, last August, yeah, not this yeah. year, yeah. Yeah, well, that's been released on Shudder now. I know, I saw that. It's one that I really wanted to see, so I'll definitely be watching that. Maybe I'll watch that next week. Fingers yeah, crossed. I'll probably check it out. Cool, man. There's my little bits of news, and I guess, without further ado, we should probably just crack on with our latest movie over to you Matthew so we went to Netflix for this we undenied about what we were going to do because um, we weren't really sure were we because the the stuff that is out there at the moment isn't the best I mean but then again there was a lot dropped on VOD so but we decided to go for something a little bit different this time so we've gone for a Polish movie called Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight is anybody in there? Grab my hand. Wait there, I'll go get help. So, a group of technology dependent teenagers go to an offline camp. Common, hi- common hiking in the woods without access to smartphones will not end well. However, as planned by the organisers, they will have to fight for their life with something that they have not even seen in the darkest corners of the internet. In, in the face of deadly danger lurking in the woods, they will discover what true friendships, love and sacrifices are. Bit of a crap right up there, sorry about that. Thank you, <laughs> <and TV. laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is like... Um... I don't know, a nod to the old school slasher movies of the 80s, I guess. That's what they tried to do, I think, with this one. Um, It sort of follows a group of teenagers who are going into the woods. There is a um, foreboding, you know, uh, antagonist antagonist, um, sort of tracking them down one by one. And it's sort of there, you know, it's like that classic story of... uh, a teenager versus something that is uh, picking them off, and it's kind of interesting where that what that something is. I thought. Um, what did you think about this one to start with? Yeah, well, I thought it's kind of cool. I don't think we've done any Polish horror movies yet. Have we? This is our first Polish horror. Can't, I, I, I can't remember one. I mean, this is English dubbed as well. I don't know if you watched the. Did you watch the? The English dub version. No way, mate. No way. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I think it was defaulted on the on the Netflix. Oh, I watched, man. Oh, mate, I had an awful experience then. 
Oh dear, that would have made yeah, it so yeah. much different for me. That's a bit weird. Yeah, no, I didn't even know that option was there. And I, I, to be honest, I would, wouldn't have gone for it. No way. Because um, I have mine in subtitles. But um, yeah, I mean, this is uh, yeah, like you said, it's, I liked I liked the, the movie. Um, it had some really good bits, and like you said, it had some some kind of nods and stuff. Um, but you know, it had some really cool things kind of flowing through it as well. I thought like. I like the idea of the kind of like tech side of things. As, as, what did you think about the kind of like um, the start of it with the techno techno stuff being taken off all, all everybody? Well, it's an easy premise because we sort of spoke about this in the past. It's like, how do you do a horror movie in today's modern world when everyone's got a fucking mobile? It's kind of the joke, isn't it? You mm. can just ring someone and fucking crack on. But I suppose they took that and rolled with it and said, right, actually, you haven't got your bloody mobiles. So deal with that then, fuckers. What are you going to do now? And it go, it, then it takes it, the technology away and takes it right back to that 80s horror where they haven't got it and it's just you versus the thing in the woods. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It, it's kind of, it, I kind of like, I like the fact that it kind of started and I just thought, oh, it's going to be like a camp kind of thing where it's set at a camp and it's going to be like a slasher, old school slasher because it's like the start of that and nod. Um, and then it, it kind of takes a little bit of a heel turn, uh, where it takes the characters away from the camp, which I thought was quite cool. Cause I don't know, I really liked the, uh, start cause that camp leader guy was, was pretty mental. And I thought, ah, oh, he was a really good actor and he's quite funny. And I thought, ah, oh, he's, he's going to be a big part of this. And then like, yeah, spoilers, uh, he, he doesn't really come back at it, which is weird. What I'm pissed think? off. I'm pissed off that I watched the English dub because it just didn't translate. Oh really? It didn't translate at all. I, uh, at all, the the dubbing was fucking shocking, in my opinion. Oh no! <laughs> Some of the dialogue exchanges were fucking shit. Like when they're walking through the woods and there's an American werewolf like nod in yeah, there, yeah. and they go, um, and he's yeah, and he's like, and they go, oh yeah, it's like that. This is like that American werewolf in London where they go walking through the woods and i bet you that it didn't subtitle like that i bet you it was proper because it's no like, it did it did say the woods because i was being a bit oh, of a, a snob yeah. as well by going woods they're in the woods they're in the fucking moors bitch <laughs> you're a bit lost i think that was yeah a bit lost in translation there wasn't it but yeah maybe i like the way they did like they they, they kind of you know nod to terminator kind of or and it's kind of a in a kind of roundabouts way, it's a nod to scream as well, where he kind of the the nerd kid does his kind of dialogue of about what happens to people when they go off in the woods together and stuff like that. Yeah, the six sins they called it in this one. I thought that was quite an interesting one as well. But it's like for me, it's like a mixture of like Hatchet, Wrong Turn, Friday the Thirteenth. There was a great spoilers. There was a great kill in this which was a clear nod to i think what friday the 13th part I think it's more three. like a blatant rip mate more than well yeah okay really <laughs> homage, but the fucking sli- is it number three where he takes a sleeping bag and smashes it against the fucking tree might be even later i can't remember i don't know i can't remember which one it was but it's a great i i, I thought it was a great kill in the in in friday the 13th but they did that i thought that was nice did like that and a bit of justice i thought that was pretty cool hmm yeah, definitely. Uh, what What did you? Th- is, I thought it was my ideal weekend. 
So were you think we did you watch that thinking oh Butch is going to fucking cream his pants? He gets to go camping and walk in. <laughs> yeah, true. But I think you, I would have been like, well, Butch is not going to like that. I'm not going to like this with all the all the technology, like with the pop up tents and that. Well, no, don't want a <laughs> pop up tent. You put up a an old. I can imagine you having one of those old school kind of triangle tents with one like pole at either end. You've got the old school army one, I bet. <laughs> That was when I was like a kid, but fuck that now. If I was going camping now, I've got a fucking the, the little carbon fiber. It's not a pop up one. It's got to withstand the wind up on the bloody mountains. But it's, it's it's decent. It's just very easy to put up. That's the idea, quick and easy and light. That's what she said. Um, the yeah, I, I mean, I yeah, I mean, it took a little while to get going as well. I felt because um, there was a kind of like the whole cliche kind of pretty girl meets pretty boy um kind of a little naughty scene down by the river or by the lake oh he does and, like, and again and again it leads you down that path for like there we go you know they're going to be mid-sex and somebody's going to get killed but then it takes a little bit again a little bit of a heel turn and doesn't kind of do that which i again i implore applaud implored it for kind of leading you down that path of going right we're going to do something really just standard but it's kind of a little bit different i don't know yeah well you get gratuitous nudity in this movie which you don't see in i think modern day horror movies and modern day slashes anymore do you Uh, think that's because it's polish possibly possibly i just think they were going for make a complete and a, a, a nod to it but i don't know but it was just like and it was a really it's the random sex scene that's like um, popular in those sort of 80s movies even um, not, even to, I'd say into the, into the 90s because I think if this came out in the 90s like it would have smashed it probably yeah yeah but definitely I mean, obviously not being Polish it probably it would have got remade by the Americans and the title would have definitely got changed because I don't think the, the, the title is the greatest no but, I, and there were some other bits as well like um you just it suffered from maybe it was maybe it was a bit maybe it was about ten fifteen minutes too long. Mm, Some of the yeah. like, dialogue exchanges were a bit shocking. I don't know if that was down to the dubbing, but it just seemed to me like <laughs> some of it seemed really pointless. Like there was a scene, sorry spoilers again, uh, towards the end with like a cop, and I was like, I don't think that was necessary. Like you know when he's talking to like a prostitute and stuff like that. And he's telling him a really random story when we only just met him. I'm like, hmm. I, I think, think, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I think it's trying to be kind of satire, isn't it, is the fact that, and trying to be kind of funny that he's just there talking, talking at a prostitute and probably not done anything, just talked to her because he's got no one to talk to. But yeah, you're right. That late in the day, trying to set up a new character, almost, I'd say, an hour and 35 minutes into the movie was a bit, Hmm. But, you know, it had, like, good little, like you said, it had good little nods and some really good kills. But again, it's some things it shied away from. Like, again, like, the nod, like, seems to hatch it with the, with the, with the severed guy in the middle. You kind of see the axe go and then the, just the leg split. Now, I, 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 you know, that's probably down to budget constraints because I can't imagine this film had a huge budget. Um, but I think they use the effects quite well of what they did, you know, because, you know, the, the actual 
um, guys that are doing the killings, the the twins, um, are all they look pretty cool. I thought the, the makeup on them looked pretty good. Don't know what you thought. Yeah, I thought they looked interesting. I was quite interested to find out like why they are so fucking hideously deformed and stuff. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. How did you feel about the whole venom? <laughs> well, yeah, that is practically it, isn't it? That's what it's like. They were taken over by some fucking uh, for, uh, force meteor or something yeah. like that. That's, they've discovered in the woods. But I was like, they don't really, they didn't really play on that enough, did they? Maybe mm, they like could a, have done a, again, maybe to budget constraints, but they could have done some really cool shit with that. Like I thought at one point, I thought they were going to because there's one kill in it. Well, not kill, but um, where the guy grabs the nerd's head. And, and rips his tongue off, which is quite cool. But I thought he was kind of, again, it's like, is, is that baiting us saying, oh, look, this is blatantly where he's going to puke up in this black stuff in this guy, and this guy is now going to be taken over, like a body snatchers kind of type thing. Which would Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that. Yeah, same. And I thought, oh, here we go. He's going to, like, puke all this black stuff in him, and he's just going to become, like, the killer. But again, it's like it had a lot of switches, because I thought, ah, oh, the nerd's blatantly going to become this like badass guy because right at the start of the film he was like talking to one of the girls which is probably the main actor saying oh, I'll look after you I'll look out for you in a kind of roundabout way like the Terminator does with Sarah Connor and it's like I bet that's going to come full circle and he's just going to turn from this kind of nerd to this crazy guy that's going to go nuts with an axe or a chainsaw or something to save her or something like that but then it, it doesn't go down that route. Um, well, he gives it a go, but he just, yeah. fucks, it, it just doesn't go very but, far. Yeah. Maybe that's just they're trying to be real with that actual, real with that part. Um, I thought one thing I did say, I did think that was really brave because it, the tackles being a Polish movie is the fact uh, about um, being gay. In Poland, which mm-hmm. I thought was quite. I did. I saw that as well. I was like, okay, fair play. That is a that is a big deal, like in that sort of area. So that, you know. In their culture, yeah, it's, it's 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 one of those things that still isn't handled very very well, is it? Um, but I thought that was mega brave of them to stick that, put that kind of running through it, which was which was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It's I kind of I don't really know how to feel about it because. I really kind of like again. I applaud what they were trying to do, um, but it's kind of like one of those things: is do we need to see all that stuff again? And I kind of didn't really know what route they wanted to go down. And I don't know. They said, "Is there there is there room for another slasher?" Had a little nice little um, sort of alien twist. Why not? It's different. They use different sort of motives and all that sort of stuff and there's another one where it's sort of in the woods I love those movies and I don't think I've seen one for quite some time that I've sort of enjoyed and mm. I did enjoy it even though it was kind of like it was a bit they needed to lose it needed a bit tightening up for me I don't mm. think it was finished in my opinion but so if, and some of the music was fucking some of the music choices were fucking weird in it, it sort of didn't have those sort of a modern music trope rather than sort of the classics, which was interesting. I, I don't know. There's there's this weird kind of. I think there's two different, almost two different soundtracks. There's one where it was this kind of weird, kind of twangy sound, and I quite like that because it's kind of different and kind of made it its own. But then there was this other whole soundtrack that 
didn't feel like it fitted in with the movie. Um, but, yeah, I don't know with that. I mean, I, I, I do know one thing that, that this got put back because of, this got put back because of the pa- pandemic. So, it, I don't know whether they had problems with it coming out or they rushed it or then they stopped it. I don't know. But it was meant to come out on Friday the 13th. Uh, but it's pushed right. back. So, I don't, I don't really know. Um, whether it would have maybe done better if it was released earlier, I'm not sure. But, but yeah. it wasn't. I, I from, from from a from from never seeing a Polish horror movie before, and I don't know any other Polish horror movies. I've done, you know, done the research, <laughs> go and have a look which one which one other ones have come out of Poland. But as a start, I don't for like a, a sort of window in. Not a bad job. That's uh, no, alright. It's alright. And. You know, it did have some good special effects, did have some good gore, some very good kills, probably not the most original. Um, but I don't know, I like the way that the, the, the sort of hot girl died. I think that was quite interesting. Um, that was quite cool, actually, yeah. I did quite that. Yeah, uh, you know, like like I said, like some of the sort of, yeah. Do you bit... think that the wood chipper thing was a nod to Tucker and Dale? I was thinking exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite interesting. But again, you know, again, it's like I don't know if it's too much of a rip rather than a nod. It just seems like they've just gone. Yeah, this works. I mean, the person making it might be a mega horror fan. And they just go, I want to do that, and I want to do this. And how can I do this with a budget? And you know, fair play to them. They've they've had a crack. They've had a crack at it, and you know. It's not easy to get a film out nowadays, especially one like a slasher that's Polish. So, you know, fair play for Netflix for taking a punt. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that it'll get some views. Just don't watch the English dub version, you know, probably just watch yeah, it in that, Poland. That was a bad move. That was <laughs> bad move. your mistakes. Yes, very much so. But um, all in all, it's probably definitely, i say it's definitely worth a punt. Like, if you, you know, if you're feeling a bit... Lackluster, and you haven't seen a sh- decent slasher. It might revitalise yeah. your love for that sort of genre. Not as much as they Scream did for when it came out in nineteen, you know, in nineteen ninety four or five or whatever it was. But it's it's a good, it's a good movie. It's not bad. It's not awful. No, definitely not. Definitely, you know, not. It's definitely uh, worth watching as part of the slasher genre. Definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, we got some interesting antagonists to sort of walk away from potential sig- potential sequel territory as well with lots of other things to explore mm, possibly possibly i think they did very good well in the writing to- and i like the se- i like the title sequences as well so yeah i did like i like the end title sequence as well Not we got title, little, but the end sequence we've got a nice little after credit yep a little sting so. at the end but yeah shall i shall i write that this one first yeah, go on. I'm interested to what you hear. I'm going to go with five breaths out of ten. Because, like I said, I'm 50-50. I like some of the nods. I like some of the makeup in it. I've, I've just seen a lot of this stuff been done before. But, you know, it is nice to see people paying homage, or even if it is a blatant rip from other things. But that's some good effects. Needs to change. They need to change the name of the movie, in my opinion. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that name of the movie. I just don't think it does it any justice, because a bit better than that. Um, yeah, but five out, of, five out of ten breaths for me. I mean, for me, it's a four because maybe I watched the English dub and I think that the dialogue got lost in translation. But some of the kills were very good, certainly, and I like some of the characters. 
um, and some of the actors in there. And, and I like the nods. I love the nods to the old and stuff out. So maybe four, maybe five is probably a bit more fairer for this. It is definitely like bone average. But Would you watch this again? Would I watch parts of it again? <laughs> you already have. <laughs> um, probably, <laughs> probably not, because I was a bit sleepy. Probably not. I worry wouldn't give this another watch. But I'd watch it. But I tell you what, if they brought out another one, I'd watch another. I'd watch it. Oh, yeah, I'd watch a. I'd watch the second part just for cracks, just to give us see what else yeah. they can rip off. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. <laughs> awesome job. So, yeah, draw one last breath, five out of ten. And I suppose we've got, maybe we hinted at earlier about what we're trying to go achieve the next episode. We're going to give it a couple of weeks break because COVID's been a bit annoying and everyone wants to have a decent Christmas and we're trying to get the right um, timings for stuff. So we're going to have two episodes um, in the next month. One will drop on the 21st. So, you know, yeah, to the 21st of December, which will be our like Christmas episode, if you like. And um, we're going to try and watch Freaky, if we can find it on VOD. And then we're going to have our end of year wrap up, um, which will be released on the 4th of January, which would be quite cool. Mm. It'll be an interesting one, that wouldn't it? Our top 10 of the year this year. Yeah, but mate, we've, they, considering it's been two fright fests, we've fucking seen a lot. We've got a lot to fucking go through. We have indeed, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. So, I guess that's the movies wrapped up. Let's move on to our something to stream about. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Yes, so this is something to scream about. We've decided to go with a bit of a funny one. This uh, this was kind of a last minute thing. <laughs> so we're going to go with our top three horror crushes. It can be, it can be, it can be a girl or a boy. It doesn't matter. It's just a crush. No one's being sexist around here. Or a dog. I got a dog on mine. We're, oh, cool. We're gonna, but we are going to do this in a way. We're not going to be unkind to the female variety or the male variety. We're just going to talk about celebrating our crushes of horror. Is that right? Yeah, you like, I like that. Yeah, it can be a crush, mate. Everyone, everyone's had crushes when they were little and stuff. And mine are crushes that probably I had at different stages of my life. <laughs> Come on, kick, let's kick them off. Okay, well, I'll start with my, like, if we're going top three, I'm going to start with three. Ooh, number three. Number three is Mrs. Brody. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Brody. <laughs> you dirty dog. <laughs> Bit of an older woman. Well, you apparently know. in the book, doesn't she have like a um, an affair with somebody? Yeah, she does. Good oh, fucking memory. Yeah. Was it you? It was. <laughs> I was a small that boy. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, then. Why, why, why'd you pick? Why'd you pick Mrs. Brody? She's played by the lovely Lorraine Gray for a start. Who's yeah. absolutely stunning, anyway. And I don't know. She's kind of homely. She's kind of looks after. Her, was this uh, was this her crush her. from when you were younger then? 
Okay. I thought she was. I thought she was quite hot. Did you get some right. hot stirrings down below? Well, you know, saw her in a little bit of a swimsuit. <laughs> but no, I just thought she was great. I just, you know, I loved her in that in that Jaws movie. It's one of my favourite movies. I wanted to watch that over and over again. I just grew a lovely little crush on her. Mm. You know, there was no like in that first movie, there was no like teenage girls in it or anything like that. She was the star, the star lady in it. Yeah, awesome. she just had that caring nature nurturing i like an older woman oh yeah watch out mums and she survived all four so you know she's she's, uh quite tenacious quite like that what's your third then what's your what's your three from three number number for number three for me probably like when i was younger as well is Catherine mary stewart from the likes of Night of the Comet and Last Starfighter. It's not really horror, I know, but I'm getting away with Night of the Comet because I had a mega crush on her when I was a kid. Um, just because she was, like, really wholesome and good-looking. And it's just, she was, like, proper 80s-looking. And I think when I was a kid, I was like, wish I was that guy from Last Starfighter dating her and stuff. And, um, yeah, and then obviously recently we watched her in Night of the Comet and I got to meet her in real life, and she's still as stunning as she was when she was younger. So, yeah, I don't know why. I Really, it's just like from an early age. Weird. I but, like it, though. I mean, her sister's even better, but, you know. That Yeah, well, we're, I thought that that might be in your top three. What's your number two? My number two. <laughs> oh, God. It's Baby Firefly. Oh, really? Uh, the old Sherry Moon, I put... Come on, Rob Zombie's wife is fantastic. Yeah, and she's great, and it's just baby is just fucking. I just think I like that's I, that character though. Yeah, she's fucking nuts. I fucking she's love that she's nuts. That's a good pick. I completely forgot about her. That's she's fucking cuckoo. She's fucking crazy. I don't know. I just think it'd be. It's just yeah. She's she's great. And she has some great fucking one-liners as well. Yeah, and I just where, where would you take her on your first date? <laughs> Where not many take... places because uh, she's a wanted lady well she's wanted at this stage is she so probably didn't she I don't know probably some tequila joint or just neck tequila mm. yeah okay. nice I like it get some tacos tacos fish tacos <laughs> <laughs> what's your number two dude <laughs> my number two it had to be the one and only Megan Fox from Jennifer's Body. God damn. Damn. I mean, she's my crush in, you know. In real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it had to be, the thing is, right, the, the, the whole thing about Jennifer's Body and the whole thing when, it, when they did it, and it wasn't supposed to be as sexy as it was. And the, the, really? like half the shit in it wasn't supposed to be in there. Literally, they made it and put it towards kind of the um, you know, whoever was paying for it, the board of whatever. And they said, uh, "Yeah, it's great, it's great, it's all right, but we needed to get more sexy. We need more, we need more nudity. We need more of this. We need more of that." And so they had to go back and do loads of reshoots just because the way they wanted to sell it, it was they wanted teenage boys kind of wet dream really 
and that's how they were selling it with even the cover with her on the front. I mean, I know it's Megan Fox, and I know she's like at that point in her career, she was just like every guy's dream bloke. It's like yeah, can go anywhere, wasn't it? it was yeah, you could go anywhere without FHM or nuts with her on the front or in the middle or whatever. Um, I know you had loads of them, um, but the <laughs> the um, the thing is, is that yeah, so that I mean, you know, at the time when it came out, no, nobody knew any, knew any different. So, but she was mega high in it. She kisses another chick. She eats men. Uh, she's fucking hot in that movie. Um, oh, mate, yeah, I agree. You know, in every movie. Yeah, it makes me feel like a teenager again. Megan Fox, she's fucking just ridiculously stunning. But there's obviously a lot come out about that movie mm. uh, since then, um, about how she was treated. And, and I think that movie is, she's really taken that movie with her and, um, sort of like, she'll always talk about it. Oh, and, it's got, it's got such a big second pair of legs on it. It's like, oh, massive. Because Mass. it's got some really cool shit in it. And I thought it was a really cool great shit. fucking movie when it came out. Forget, oh, it I mean, is, obviously it, it had the sex appeal and stuff like that, but it's so much more. The storyline's awesome. Yeah, it's so much more than Megan Fox's, like, sex appeal. And there's a lot That's, in it, yeah, you know, but there is so much more to that movie. Once you remove that side of it and mature, and it gets that audience, whereas they can actually see what the fuck it is about. This co- lovely, lovely... You have hit the nail on the head because like you're right when you watched it when you were that age it was just that kind of you know american pie bubblegum horror but then when you watch it this end when you get older you realize what it's actually about you're totally right it's fucking great so come on then she's a fucking siren it's just it's incredible well i just Um, ripped by megan fox wow in my notes i mean yeah you're going for like wow you're interested i wonder i think what's your number one paul i think i know i think i know who your number one's gonna be but mine's uh (laughs) diane freeling from poltergeist (laughs) not the little girl is it (laughs) That's ever a rock, you fucking pervert. <laughs> she's dead. She's, she's <laughs> dead, man. That's low. Oh, it's not the bird. The sound bird, is it? Caroline. Caroline. No, the mum. Oh, the mum. The, the mum. I got for that. The mum is sort of like, is like smoking weed with her, with her husband. She's practically getting, you know, fondled with by the ghost and stuff around that fucking wall with a little... Uh, with the little panties on and stuff like that. She's hot. She's a hot lady, man. Hot mum. I got. I told you, it's the thing about older women. <laughs> hot mums beware. Hot mums beware. I'm glad you're not coming on the school run with me. <laughs> It'd be a liability. Yeah. The old they're probably not old enough for you. <laughs> definitely, definitely sticking by that one. Awesome, man. So, yeah, that's my top one from one. Now, what... Is yours my number one? Well, I I had a really really hard time picking that and picking this because if it was if it was my out and out real kind of crush from when I was a younger boy, not again not particularly horror. It would have to be Sharon Stone all day. Sharon Stone, yeah, yeah, but that's but she's not a horror. I know, but uh, you can you could get away with it, mate. That stabbing scene that's horrific. Come on. Anyway, I'm not picking her. I'm not picking her. about Pamela Anderson. I'm not. I'm not putting her as my number one. Anyway, um, 
because I, I was like toying with this because I what do you think my number one is come on you, Michelle Pfeiffer from Lady in the Lake no okay. <laughs> why did you put that that's so random just because Michelle Pfeiffer's hot uh, what's your number one yeah. um, here let me think because I, I is it Make a Memoro from It Follows it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is but I was was toying right with Ripley from I thought no, that I thought no. that was Possibility. Yeah. She's a kick-ass, but she she doesn't. She I I have got a crush on her, but that's a kind of different crush. Um, but yeah, Mika Monroe from it follows just because she's amazing to look at. She's just just something different. Her acting skills are amazing. She just, it was just like a fresh. It's like a fresh scream queen. It's like wow. But like yeah, really, really like her. But massive. I have massive problems because I it's like oh I got pick. It's like picking your favorite child. You can't do it. It's like Mika Monroe, Samara Weaving, Florence Pugh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Oh, my God. How can you pick out of them? They're brilliant. They're all brilliant. I know, but I didn't want to go down that route, so I avoided all the young'uns. (laughs) 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 I avoided all the young'uns in mine. Hey, I'm not saying that. I'm not being a pervert here. I'm appreciating for what they do. Well, I felt that I was maybe a bit too young, a bit too old, to have a crush on all of them. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so, then I, so then I went, all right, okay, out. Put me in jail. Because I would have had Florence, oh my God, Florence Pugh, you know, that she's gorgeous, and like making her own gorgeous, you know, that tomorrow even amazing. But I'm like, even like Bella Fawn and stuff, she like it from the babysitter. But, you know, I was thinking, right, grow up. You know, you don't have any FHM magazine anymore. <laughs> if you're, if <laughs> you I was like, if I, was like, if I was like 18, like maybe 15 or something like that, what would be your crushes? But that's when I went, okay, I can think I can do this from that angle. Because I just didn't, yeah. But you've just gone, you know, fuck it. <laughs> I would give a fuck, mate. Um, well, I'm really surprised that you didn't. Well, you know, I, I nearly had Barbara Cash. She Cash- was number one, but I took her off for that reason. <laughs> I, nearly had Bab- I nearly had Babs in there. I thought about Babs as well. I thought about fucking Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm not going to well, lie. I seriously <laughs> thought your one or your two would have been either Kelly Maroney from mm. Night the Comets all day. I was banking my house on that. Right. And I'm surprised you didn't put Sarah Michelle Geller in there because you've got a massive crush on her. And don't tell me otherwise. <laughs> well, yeah, but she, what's she been in? Okay, I know what you did last summer. Buffy. <sighs> Buffy. Yeah. Without a doubt. It's just a different league, though, isn't she? She'd scream Gen- too. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Lovely. Um, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, well, then you could have Neve Campbell. Yeah. You know, then you could even have Hayden Panettiere, because uh, she's in Scream 4, mm. I think. Yeah. Or anyway, you could have. That's enough of us being many, out right? perverts. Rose McGowan, you know? Oh, my God. Drew Barrymore from Firestar. I mean, I'm from... Uh, <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's time to wrap that one up before Paul gets arrested. <laughs> right. Shall we move on? Yeah, go on, dude. Good one. <laughs> Let's move okay. on to our movie from the vault. This is the movie that is just as real. 
just as close. Just as terrifying as being there. Even if one of them survives, what will be left? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. After you stop screaming, you'll start talking about it. This episode's uh, moving from the vault. Um, I got to pick. You. I got to pick, and it was, cool. and it was uh, 1974's uh, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So we find ourselves with two siblings and three of their friends en route to visit their grandfather's grave in Texas. And they end up falling victim to a family of cannibalistic psychopaths and must survive the terrors of Leatherface and his family. They're nut fucking balls. Oh, mate. Major Can spoilers. You... If you haven't seen this movie, you're an idiot. Carry on. Mate, can you remember the first time you watched this movie? Yes, I can. Of course I can. <laughs> it was a long, long time ago. I can't remember the exact date. It was a Saturday. It was autumn. What? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Tell me about it. What, what, do, you well, remember, what do you remember from it? I, I I must admit, it took me a while. There's one that I always picked up up off of the shelf. I never watched as I was when I was a kid. I watched it when I was a teenager, um, because it was just one of those things that everybody's like, you must watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You, you know, you can't go anywhere watch it without watching this movie. Um, I must have watched it probably on VHS that I borrowed off someone. I wouldn't have rented this. I would have borrowed this off someone. Um, but yeah, this is without a doubt. The most important horror movie of all time, in my eyes. Yeah, era-wise, I mean, what about you? this is before all the fucking, um, all the rest, really, isn't it? This is before The Exorcist. This is before um, Friday the 13th, Halloween's, Our Shining. Um, this is before fucking Nightmare on Elm Street and, you know, Where's Criminal? I think it's close probably to The Last House on the Left. I can't remember when that was released. But it's that sort of um, Hills of Eyes era. That even was before Hills of Eyes. Um, Toby Hooper. Fuck me. What a director. Oh. Um, it's just... Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's such a... The cinema... I mean, from an artsy perspective, the cinematography on this movie is just fucking outstanding. Outstanding. Some of the shots like, have led the way. And some of the horrors, the shock horror... The wackiness has just like paved the way for so much of what we watch today and what we get to watch today because people went and saw this movie. I, I mean, I could see this on or a... Or not, because it was freaking banned. <laughs> well, yeah. But like, you know, with the likes of Rob Zombie, you wouldn't get the House of the Thousand Corpses. You wouldn't get... You wouldn't, have got, you wouldn't get fucking hardly anything because this, this really paved the way, mate. You're right. Absolutely. Where did you first watch it, then? Oh, mate, honestly, I've been thinking, I've been rattling my brain um, about this one. And I'm like, fuck, I don't think I watched this one when I was a kid. Um, so it wouldn't have been pre-10. So it wouldn't have been a fucking, uh, it wouldn't have been a, <laughs> a, bit <laughs> a sleepover movie for sure. Um, I don't even think I would have seen this in my teens because I was probably watching stuff like Blair Witch and... And I know what he did last summer and and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so I have to imagine that I watched this in my 20s. 
So, mm. like, when I probably met you guys and I probably sat down and watched it at some point then, when I got really got into horror and started going, oh, I want to watch this one, this one, and this one, and it's probably one of that that I saw on my list. I never had it on VHS. I never... Well, owned... for, for a long time, it was very, very hard to get hold of. Mm. It was just like, you know, you could only get, like, certain, like copies of it because it was really hard to obtain it really was but it i remember watching it and i just remember this feeling afterwards thinking fucking hell it's like was that real to an extent because of some of the shit that goes on in it i think i watched it um when it was on when it was probably on tv i probably like saw it an off chance I, I reckon i knew about it i knew leatherface knew a lot about it before mm. i sort of sat down and watched it and i reckon it was like one of those sort of late night um horror movies and then i sort of like stumbled upon it and went oh fucking hell and i watched it by myself probably <laughs> fucking hell um but this it's... is this is the original movie that made people walk out of fears you know this is the original movie that you know where you get that whole thing oh so-and-so would need an ambulance or somebody felt you know faint in the cinema and all this shit this is this is the real original fucking godfather of that happening you know this is the real shit it was just if you think about time as well 1974 a film like this coming out in 1974 it's it was a completely different era and you've got to think to that time 74 not really much horror no horror like that existed whatsoever it was all kind of like you know you had all your hammer house horror you had you know your 60s horror and you had that 70s creeping in you know but it was all big drama kind of pieces and and big budget stuff and you know it, it danced around issues where this was just like low budget in the dirty in your face just fucking no holes barred you know like you say, brilliant filmmaking as well. Yeah, so I was just looking up, like, um, Last House on the Left. Glad you were listening. La- I was. Last House on the Left was 1972. So yeah. this was after Wes Craven and stuff like that, which is quite interesting. And it was that sort of Vietnam era. And you had loads of those sort of, like, yeah, movies around that time, sort of, like, where you had, like I said, The Hills of Eyes, Last House on the Left, where you had these really fucking... Ex- and this, you're moving into, like, that whole exploitation era as well mm. uh, of, of horror. It's fucking... And, you know, and where you got them... This was probably in some... I could see this on a in a drive-in, as a drive-in movie, you know, like that, where you where you sneak in to watch it and stuff like that, or it's at some dirty, like, porno cinema or something like <laughs> that. Fucking hell. But there's no, there's no nudity in it, gratuitous sex or anything like that. There's no... Um, there's no controversial real gore in this movie there is some very very disturbing imagery and it plays on very disturbing characters and it plays on very sort of quick disturbing moments but there you know there isn't much in the way of blood no you're right in gore is there no, mem- you know there isn't and I, I mean, thought that was quite notable there's there's some quite realistic things like let's, yes. let's, let's get into it a little bit so obviously you've mentioned that these friends are kind of driving to visit the gravesite and stuff and they and then they pick up the hitchhiker 
which the fucking weird brother (laughs) it's just fucking nuts the hitchhiker like is just crazy because it's just it's just the way it's filmed is so tight and in that car is like right up in each of their faces and it's it's so unnerving and it's so fucking weird because the whole situation and it it, straight away from the get-go makes you feel like just dirty and like what the fuck is going on here that's really clever even to the point where, like, Franklin, who's one of the most fucking annoying people in horror, fucking hell. But the fact that he's, like, going for a piss and, like, that lorry, like, somehow makes him fall down the bloody bird. And he's obviously got piss all over himself and he's sweaty and dirty. And you can feel, you can feel the Texas heat. You can oh, really yeah. feel it. Well, and this that's this, this was filmed with, like, it was basically in, like, a full four-week kind of um, heat wave in Texas. So a heat wave here is a little bit different to a heat wave in Texas. It's like mm-hmm. burning heat in Texas. So it's all like, and you can imagine, no fucking air con back then. And this was a low, low-budget movie. You're talking $300,000 budget. So it's a low, low-budget movie. Was this uh, Toby Hooper's first, first movie? I think he did one before, but it wasn't a horror movie. It's called something okay. like shells or something like that um but this is this was his first horror movie so debut kind of horror movie as far as i know but what i kind of wanted to get onto was the probably one of the most shocking bits for me uh was probably the part of one of the first kills which is the hammer blow well, it's one of the most famous fucking um, horror deaths, I think, ever. And it's so... And I was like... And I knew it, and I was expecting it. But the lead-up to it is so weird. And, like... Um, and and what is happening with all these sort of, like... I don't know. It, I don't know. Weird bones and stuff everywhere. And it's sort of, like... It comes from nowhere. Mm. Even though you expect it. And it's so yeah. kind of... It is really subtle that you don't... You're kind of like... Huh? And it's like, one minute he's just like there, and then boom, fart, smash, what? And he just drags him off. But do you not think, it's the like, that's what I mean. It's like so weird, because that that is what, if you got a, a heavy blow to the head like that, that's how you would act. You would, you, you, you know, if you hit a, a, a temple in your head, you would be like literally sent into kind of having a fit or some sort of shock. And that's what really like, kind of weirded me out when I saw that it was almost too real like it was happening I get smashed on the head he's down on the floor he's twitching his fuck out of it and he just gets dragged in this fucking place wang the even the shut. sound though they sort of like muffle they yeah. don't just do that whole um, sort of record a sound and then stick it in your face mm. the, the, the thump is quite very subtle and it's muffled yeah, 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 it's sort yeah. of like far away like the camera angle where yeah. it's pointing is yeah. far away and it's very... I loved it. It was just so... It was great. It's but a perfect... It's way, like, you dragged in, whacked, the door's just closed, and seeing you're like, what mm. the fuck? Who the fuck is this guy? And who is it? Yeah, who is this massive hulking guy? Like... Gun, is it Gunter Hansen? Gunter Hansen. Gunter Hansen. He's six I've, foot... I've met gosh. him in real life. Really? I've, in real, I've got the pleasure of meeting him in real life, and I'm going to this day because it was uh, a little small horror signing in Swindon. Um, and I just couldn't afford to get his autograph at the time 
but I, I did met him, meet him and talk to him, and he was such a gentle, lovely guy. Um, but yeah, he's, a Mex- he's an American football player, wasn't he? And he was six yeah. foot five and huge, uh, huge fucking guy. I think I don't know if uh, Leatherface is supposed to be bigger because they obviously always point the camera down on him. Mm. So I don't know if he's even supposed to be bigger. But yeah, fucking that first thing, and then like the second bit, yeah. The, some of the screaming in this fucking movie is hard to really intense and that's where the horror really comes from like she's when she's getting dragged through and just put on a hook as if she's yeah. as if she's me that's it it's, it's, to, it's, come, to come up with that idea as well it's kind of like how can we follow up right we just had a fucking real sharp visceral smash to the head and now we're basically going to drag this girl in there and she's like she's going to get hung on a hook still alive literally like like it was just cra- it's just crazy straight in it it's just like absolutely mental it's like and you're right the screaming is so loud i mean god can you imagine if you counted all the screams in this movie oh my god <laughs> but um yeah it, again it's just like so visceral and crazy it's just mad madness and then you get Jerry looking for them both with his fucking flashy shirt, the, and he's sort of like the cool guy. You know, the cool guy. He's just like a hippie, and then he gets dinked on the head as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Two two hammers to the head. Dink. Oh, this fucking next scene is just like because Franklin's so annoying, and he's being yep. a right dick to his sister. Sally, a right dick. Um, like not giving the camera. You just want him to, I just want him to be punched in the face so bad. <laughs> and when it finally comes, I'm like, yeah, he did, he, he's, when he gets his fucking chainsaw through him, I suppose that's quite visceral, you know, and that's where maybe the, some of the blood, but it's still, it's cause it's night and there's like a shaky cat. It's like the camera angle and like all that. You don't see too much spray. Yeah. I think, sort of I think it's probably down to budgets and stuff like that I would imagine yeah and then she is just hysterical for the next what I don't even think I timed it but I'd love to know the amount of time that passed in this next scene that that she went and and ran off away yeah. Leatherface that that yeah Marilyn Burns like who plays Sally it's just like there's so much shit like like stuff about this movie how she just pushed herself and pushed herself just to to do all the things that she had to do in in a heat wave that didn't let up even at night so you know you're told to run through bushes smash through windows literally get the performance of your life screaming from this guy and being tormented and chased down you know this is the original kind of like chase like the cat and mouse and the fact that he loves it, and that's what he what that's what he's thrilling out of, is seeing her react like this. Because he has many opportunities where he could just fucking kill her, but he's 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 toying with her. He's yeah. loving, he's acting like it's a game. He's laughing and he's fucking like wielding his chainsaw like a madman, like hacking down doors and shit like that. It's just, it's just fucking, fucking great. crazy. And it's like, and like you said, like when she, oh, when she runs upstairs and she just fucking like jumps through that top window, I thought that is incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, one, it's such a cool scene. It's just like, 
I've got nowhere else to go. I'm going, and it's like there's no thought in it. No, there's no thought in it. Yeah. It's just fuck it. I've got to go. That's the only way I can go. I'm going to go through that fucking window. What? Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. And it's like, and then like, oh, and, and then she's safe for a moment. Yeah. But, oh, she's just, he is fucking, he is the, he's the worst, and he the dad. Was that, that we're going to talk about the dinner scene now? Well, no, I was talking about the fucking scene where he's just in the car poking at her with the bloody oh, yeah. stick. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, fucking, yeah. that's so disturbing and sick. Because yeah, it's just, tor- again, torment. Yeah, they yeah. love to see, like, the fear, and 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 they thrive off that. It's so weird. It's like, you know, it's just like, you shouldn't play with your dinner. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and then, obviously, she's screaming all the way through it, and then the, yeah, go on, then, mate, you, you start on this. What was the, 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 the infamous dinner scene, which is, like, obviously very... Influential in the house of for a house of a thousand corpses. Yeah, any yeah, I mean yeah. It's many many films have kind of even films that we've watched recently with dinner scenes in. I'm not going to spoil anything, but like it's like it's so you know this she's she's tied to this chair. She's got no option to go nowhere, and there's this fucking crazy insane family. Just it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable, but you. When I watched it for the first time, I was like, "Where's this going? What is what is going?" Because the first time I, I didn't know what nobody told me. We didn't talk about it at school or, or wherever. It's just like you, you. I just don't know. I don't know what where this is going. And then like they bring out Granddad. <laughs> Fuck it now! What is going? And I'm like, "What is going on here?" And then There's the something. finger, the finger, and the yeah. The, you got sound effect and everything. Oh, sound in this movie is crazy as well. Yeah, it's, just... it's fucking an ace. But it's like, it's that, there's a pretense to this whole sort of dinner scene in that, in the van where like Franklin's mm. just calling the brother like a vampire and stuff like that. And it's like, well, they're not vampires though, are they? They're cannibals. It's like, fuck, they eat you. They, they fucking put you on hooks. They cut you up. They fucking eat you at dinner. Mm. That's what mm. they do. And, yeah, when they're trying to get a grandma <laughs> to fucking kill her with the hammer. Let's get granddaddy to do it. And he's fucking putting the hammer in. And he does. I didn't, I forgot that. I actually forgot that he he doesn't get a hit on. Obviously, Leatherface is helping him. And he gets a good dink on her, on her head. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's just so fucking, like, it's so almost, it's kind of strung out. And you're just like, when is it going to end, man? It's horrible. They're just making him like this floppy hand, just like trying to do it just so he can still have some kind of like thrill out of it. It's just mad. It is mad. But yeah, crazy, mate. I mean, that's what I, I, I did write that down, actually. It's like about the sound. The sound is such an important part of this fucking movie. It sort of makes it the, the shattering glass, the thuds. The screaming, the chainsaw. I mean, fuck me when she sort of like runs away um, to try and get to the road. Mm. Second time, the second pane of glass that she goes through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, she's just like fucked up, blood all over her. You know, and like Leatherface comes out, the brother comes out, and they're they're running to the. Um, she makes it. It's like when when she gets out as well, and you like realize that it's like dawn and the fucking sun's coming up. Like, oh my god, she could do this! 
and she makes it to the bloody uh, road, and it's like, and he could, and he's slashing at her. That's why one thing I didn't realize before he's got his knife, his little switchblade, and he's slashing at her. So fuck me, she's, you know, she's getting slashed all the way to the bloody road. Yeah, again, it's like torment. It's like they just completely just want to, they just want to see it, it just go mental and just, it's just insane. Like to, right to the bit of bit where she kind of like gets saved, if, if saving after all that is being saved, but. Even then, it's just even that there's that one shot where it's the sun sunrise and like Leatherface is just going mental with the chainsaw. It's synonymous in it with the whole like background is just going fucking nuts as as she kind of like gets in the back and you still think is is she even well, safe? What's fucked up is right, the truck stops after running over the fucking brother. Mm. Right, she's getting to truck, then they run off, and then he's like, Yeah, that's so funny. Then he loses his flip flops or something when he's running as well. But where's he run off off to? Fuck knows, yeah. Because he didn't get in the fucking van that she did. Oh my god, so he's poor fucker, he's fucked. So it's like, That's it, we could do a movie about him. Yeah, I think we need to, because I really need to know what happened to him. <laughs> um, I felt really bad for him, like the driver. I was like, where the fuck have you gone? And then poor Leatherface is just fucking like, going, oh, mate, that last little scene is great. Um, it's, it's, as she drives off and he's just getting smaller and smaller, you think, thank God for that. So she's, in the, she's in the second one, isn't she? No, she's not. No, it's not. The, but isn't there return to Texas? No, it's later. She, she doesn't go on to do anything after this, I think. She hasn't had a massive career, nor does the other one. It's weird. And yet yeah, she gives the performance of a lifetime. It's just, she's in one of the best horror movies ever made. Hell yeah. So... Hell. I, mate, honestly, I want to know what you've got in the way of uh, Matt's facts. Oh, come on, you got Matty's facts, dude. I need what I really want. I was going to eat, text you actually because there's. I wanted to know who was the voiceover at the start for the intro because I thought the intro was pretty fucking good. Oh yeah, that's cool. That is. But yeah, like, go I on. Like touch, but that's what makes it even more real. Is that intro? It just feels even more, and the, and the noises and stuff is just oh, so clever. Anyway, yeah, so. First of all, kill count. Only a kill count of five. Six, including the armadillo. <laughs> the poor fucking armadillo. Yeah. And it is it's probably one of um, Toby Hooper's least bloodiest movies. Did you know that? And no. There's a reason for that. Apparently he was trying, God knows how, to try and get a PG rating on the film so they could get a lot of people to go and watch it. wow a pg must have been quite something back then but anyway if that's true i don't know it might not be true so another fact allegedly toby hooper came up with the idea whilst he was christmas shopping and he saw a load of chainsaws hang up in a christmas store and it was really really busy apparently he turned to whoever who he was with and said uh like literally looked at it and said I know how we could get through this crowd really quickly (laughs) whether that's true or not I don't know but yeah again like I said earlier this film was shot over four weeks in a a mega one of the worst Texan heat waves ever Um, 
and the conditions that the actors had to film in were insane. Like, there was times where they were passing out. Some of them were even being sick because of it being so hot. Um, Edwin Neal, the guy that plays the hitchhiker, allegedly said that he actually had a better time when he was in the Vietnam War <laughs> when he was filming this movie. Okay, now. A little bit full on, a little bit full on. Um, but yeah, they they had to wear this because it's so low budget as well. They had to wear the same costumes throughout, and they didn't get cleaned. Um, and literally, like the girl that played Sally, her uh, clothes were like drenched in blood, and it dried. So all her clothes are like by the end of the movie, they were like rock hard because it was all dry. And even if you look at the movie, you can kind of when you look back, you can tell that it's kind of a bit like that. <laughs> right, it's just crazy. But apparently they stank, and like Gunnar Hansen, like nobody would sit next to him at lunch because he just absolutely reeked when he had that outfit on because they never washed it. They never had the budget to even wash it. <laughs> um, it now. What the dinner table scene when they cut her finger? They weren't supposed to cut that deep because they kept fanning around or something. Literally, at that cut is actually real. So they actually cut her finger. So the fear on her. Face is actually real because they cut her finger in real life, apparently. Cool. Which is cool. And the dinner scene, literally they filmed it over 24 hours because John Duggan, who played the grandfather, would not have, apparently have the mask put on him more than once because he said he didn't like it. So they had to shot it, like shoot that whole scene in one day because he was like, I'm not coming, I'm not doing reshoots, I'm not wearing the mask and stuff. So they did it all in 24 hours, and that's where people were passing out in that room because it was so hot and it stank. Um, yeah, that adds to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. So with this movie, there's a mob connection with the Colombian Mafia. So apparently uh, it was owned by a company called uh, Bryson Pictures or something like that, and it was a front. A company for a Colombian ma- mafia to kind of launder money and stuff. So there was all this hoo-ha about how much money it made because they were like, they they basically come out. This Bryanson Pictures came out and said it made one million, but in fact it actually made twelve million. But they probably embezzled loads of money and stuff. Uh, <laughs> until 1983, when it was took over by New Line eventually, and then that's when like loads of people started getting paid and royalties because apparently loads of the actors were owed money and stuff. So they didn't have to be paid out until 1983 because of it, which I thought was an interesting fact. Maybe that explains why a lot of them didn't act afterwards. Possibly, yeah. Um, Gunnar Hansen smacked his head in doorways loads. He actually even knocked him out, south out one one time because the the mask hardly hadn't had any visibility, which was pretty great. <laughs> this will interest you because you were talking about the soundtrack earlier. The soundtrack, the reason they come up with that soundtrack is that they wanted the soundtrack to sound exactly like it would sound that cows would hear in a, in a, in a slaughterhouse before they would die. So, like, pickaxes, um, like, blades, chainsaws, uh, all the sounds they used, they wanted it to sound like what they would hear before they were going to die, which I thought was pretty mad. Yeah, because obviously the whole sort of pretense around it is, like, mm. the fact that they are cannibals, they are eating... Yep humans as meat and they had that whole story around you know the fact that um they were they were slaughterhouse they were from a family slaughter slaughter that's right 
That's right. And stores, and they talked about the the way the cows were murdered, and you know, I think one of them was veggie as well. And they, so, that's yeah, that's that's the thing. It's just like it's, it's it's just crazy because apparently they've got all these dead animals in as well. Like they've got like six cows in, and some other fucking animals, and the armadillo. They're all like were real, and they got their bones in the carcasses and put them in the house. But then it stank, and that's what made the smell. The last fact, and this is the last one, is how Leatherface come about. Now, there's loads of talk about him being based on Ed Gain, like the serial killer, um, because obviously people and shit like that. But apparently, the story comes that, that Toby Hooper heard a story about a med student that decided to to skin a cadaver's face off and take it to a Halloween party and wear it on his face. Okay. Whether that's true or not, I have no idea. But pretty fucking crazy story. Fucking right, man. Awesome. That was some awesome Matt's facts there, dude. So obviously we have to rate one of the best and one of the most important horror movies of all time. So I'm going to let you go first. Well, I watched it with um, the missus and uh, she explained to me that... uh, she thought it was a bit dated, so that, that sort of maybe, maybe lost a point. But then I explained to her that I thought it was one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> and the cinematography, you know, looking at it from a cinematography perspective, the the, inf- the influentialness of this movie and the fact that it's... I've watched it quite a few times and it's still fucking great. It's a 10. It's a 10 all day from the sound, the work the sequences and the way it's shot is a fucking beautifully made movie a sound for the fact that it's a horror movie is just it's stunning and and it really and it's like the storyline is fun, fucking awesome as well there's so much to it and then just a a guy in a mask with a fucking chainsaw over his head it's fucking good man it's a really really awesome movie and it gets a 10 all day from me see i i kind of dis i kind of disagree with you a little bit I, I would go for about a, probably a fu- fuck off. Of course it's a 10. Don't be fucking stupid. Um, yeah. This podcast is over, mate. I'm fucking, I'm picking the table, mate. It's 10 out of 10 all day, mate. Like I said, most influential horror movie of all time. Most important horror movie. Um, you know, it's way up there. It's amazing. It paved the way for so much that we watch nowadays. But on the fact of like you saying, oh, you know, younger people who watch it or people who haven't watched horror movies and stuff in general will watch it. I think that, you know, that's a fair thing. You know, it probably does look dated. Um, but I think when you hear of all the stuff that the kind of like, that's why this movie is what it is, then you kind of come around and you think, <clears throat> you know, this, you know, you ask a lot of horror fans what their number one favorite horror movie is. And, you know, you've got your Exorcist, you've got your <clears throat> Nightmare on Arm Streets, you've got your big, big, massive franchise movies, um, you know, and this is always up there. And everyone's, there's so many people that this is their favourite horror movie of all 100%. time. Um, yeah, it's synonymous. It's a 10 out of 10 all day. Sweet, mate. Enjoyed that one. Enjoyed that chat. I'm glad mm. we did that one. Definitely. Um, what I want to know, though, is what... Are you going to pick for us to watch next time? Well, I think you know. <laughs> well, well, yeah, seeing so it's Christmas, you know what I'm going to pick? 
because you still haven't watched it, and I want you to watch it because it is a great movie, and you better say nothing else, but it is a great movie. Um, Black Christmas, not the remake of the original. I bought you this, and you still haven't watched it. Still in its cellophane, mate. (laughs) You just cracked that bad boy out. I will, man. So, yeah, okay, I'm looking forward to watching. I better be fucking better than the uh, remake. <laughs> I'm I'm quite disappointed in you, to be fair, uh, because, you know, you should have watched this by now. Man, you know that I was saving this bad boy for this moment. <laughs> yeah. I've, had to, I've, had to, I've had to put it off for a whole fucking year. So don't give me the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Black Christmas. Okay, so that brings us on to our to the end of another episode. Episode 66. Very apt as well. Black Christmas, isn't it? Well, yeah. Not <laughs> <laughs> to finish on a Debbie Downer. Um, so, yeah. So, our next episode, our next episode, we're going to try and bring you... Our ne- yeah, sorry. Our next episode, we're going to try and bring you Freaky uh, with Vince Vaughn. Um, our so some- freaky. We might have something special for our something to scream about, but we shall see. Be a celebration of Christmas. Who knows? And Matt has just pulled his movie from the vault, which is Black Christmas. Very much looking forward to that. Thanks for listening. And there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com.